You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, we are going to be taking a look. Maybe maybe not taking a look. We're going to be talking about what maybe is next for sports cards. And if you've been listening to the show, I think at some point you probably have heard me talk about my optimism for the market and my optimism for the industry as a whole. There was some news that I think came out. It would have probably came out on Monday if you're listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever you're listening to it. Uh, so AJ Vaynerchuk, who is Gary Vaynerchuk's brother, who is also the co-founder of Vayner Sports, uh, investor in a bunch of big companies. He is part of a group of investors that uh, that invested basically a million dollars into into star into Starstock, which is phenomenal. I mean, for for the company to for a company like Starstock to have been created in the past year and for it to be where it's at now, I think that it's it, it, it's a very similar optimistic look as I have on that on that piece of news as I do with what happened with PSA. So also some of the other people that were involved in that round of funding were Kevin Durant and Matthew Delladova. Now the other names I wasn't as familiar with, but I think the fact that you're seeing athletes investing into sports cards. Like I mean Kevin, it's it's absolutely insane that Kevin Durant. Also, Starstock just announced their. Sorry, I know I'm bouncing all over the place here, but Starstock just announced that they are doing the the basketball contest. So I'm part of the football contest, which I haven't done very well. Uh, there's only a couple. There's like six or seven weeks left in the season, so I really need to try and lock in here and figure out uh, how I can make a comeback if I can at all. But either way, so there are athletes. So I think. Um, Kendrick Perkins, former athletes. So Kendrick Perkins was one of the people in the Star Stock contest. Also, they got Dougs from Barstool, which is super cool because Dougs, I think, is hilarious. So I'm glad to see um, someone like that getting involved. I'm sure he'll probably involve that in some of his content. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, I, I, I'm, hope, I'm thinking that may mean that Barstool may get into some sports card stuff. I've reached out to a couple people from there and asking them if they need any help with it so I mean I'm hoping that if any I don't think anyone listens to the podcast I'll be completely honest but or anyone from Barstool but if somebody does just know that I'm will I would love to help but back to kind of the big story here so the big story is that Starstock raised one point uh let me just make sure I get the exact number 1.3 million dollars and that is obviously it's not as much as seven million, seven hundred million, like PSA sold for. But the company Starstock has only been around, has not been around for very long. So it's it's similar. The my thoughts on it are similar to what I thought about with PSA. The fact that a company in the hobby is raising money like that. Also, the names on the on the investment are some big names in the sports industry like AJ Vaynerchuk being one of the co-founders of Vayner Sports like if you've watched what Vayner Sports has been doing you they've been they've been making moves 
this whole pa- this past year, even since they were founded, like signing people in the USC, signing like I think um, uh, uh, Turner, um, the I forget uh, his the, the third baseman for the the third ba- the uh, the third baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, is one of the people that they have signed. Justin Turner, and as a uh, a fellow person with red hair, I'm pretty disappointed that I actually forgot what the, what Justin's first name was. I knew last name was Turner, forgot the first name, but either way. So, like, Vayner Sports has been huge. And I mean, Kevin Durant, he... It's, it's wild to see that he is going to be in sports cards now. Like, we'll see exactly what that means for... Uh, we'll see exactly what it means... Kevin Durant being in sports cards. I don't necessarily know how much involvement the players are going to have in any type of day-to-day, but the fact that a company like Starstock was able to start and I mean just, I think honestly the I think they have really solidified themselves as a like a solid, solid option for people who are trying to get into sports cards. I mean, like, I, I they... I've, wor- I've worked with them in the past, and their platform is, from a technology standpoint, it's one of the best sports card platforms there are out there, to be completely honest. Like, it is... Ju- it's, it's very easy to use. Everything makes sense. And I think their strategy of only using or only rookie cards I think is a good one because I think it helps people who are new into sports cards because I also do like I also do like ComC that's another website that I use pretty frequently and I think if we're comparing the two I think they are both very good I think if I'm ComC I would probably I'd probably try and upgrade the tech a little bit if I if I were that company I would try and figure out maybe do something around the website and figure out how they can maybe update the website. I, I also think that the, I mean, the main big difference between the two companies is that ComC has all has every single card, like uh, every single card throughout a career that gets submitted to them. They have on their website. Starstock only does rookie cards, so I think that there is a big difference there, and I think that it's easier for new people to come in and learn about sports cards on Starstock just because if it's only rookie cards like you're only looking at you're only looking at like 20 to 30 cards of a certain player where like with Comp C there's hundreds if not thousands depending on the player of each of each card and it may get confusing because I mean for the most part I'd say most rookie cards most modern day rookie cards are going to they're going to have the rookie card logo, so you don't really have to worry about people not realizing it's a rookie or not knowing because like, it, most of them have the rookie card logo. I also think it'll be interesting to see, because I know one, of, one thing Starstock does is that they only do modern rookie, or they do rookie cards of players who are playing now. So I'm not sure, uh, from that standpoint, I'm not sure if that was a reason because they were trying to get the inventory going and they didn't want to use like um players who had retired 
Uh, I'm not sure if that, like I said, Comp C just has every player, like, or at least any player that has cards that have been submitted to their website. But like with Star Stock, you're seeing only only players who are in who are playing now. Um, and like I said, I'm not sure if that was an inventory thing, like they were trying to not overwhelm themselves with uh, getting all of them. I also do think that Star Stock has definitely branded their product as like a um, as a product that you are trading on how the players are playing like a like a like a stock market obviously star stock in their name where com c really doesn't do that they take any they take any card any rookie from any year um so i mean i don't know i mean i think those platforms like i do think that there are there's something bigger coming down the pipeline for these types of companies i've obviously talked about the the concept that a a casino could buy one of these companies and buy all the inventory there or there's i mean there could just be like a company that partners with them that could just be it it may not even be it may not even be something where they buy out the inventory of the card comp or the company but i would say that like i i, or I don't know but because i'm I, another thing to think about is like the casinos have like unlimited amounts of money in my opinion and that that obviously isn't correct but like if you go to a casino think about how decked out everything is and how everything looks if they were to include like a some sort of breaking function or some sort of some sort of card those card breaks or like even if you could like buy and sell cards at the casino in a way that like makes it so it's it's not just buying and selling that you are they could add like I said they could add some sort of feature within the casino where maybe you like bet with cards or maybe they introduce like a sports betting thing in with the cards I don't I mean I think the realistically the possibilities are endless and I actually even think that in places where sports gambling isn't legal I don't know if there's some sort of loophole there where, like, the sports cards, like, somehow you can bet with sports cards, and, like, that makes it so that way it's legal somehow. And I, I don't know exactly, I don't know if that's, like, a good strategy or if that would even work in the first place, but I think it's it's just a concept that I think, if you if you are optimistic about sports cards, I think anybody who maybe is in sports cards who is has a business around it there i mean i'm constantly putting out episodes where i'm just kind of brainstorming my thoughts on different pieces of the industry and how they can make it better and how the companies could make things better and all this i just cuz i just i love the i i like sports cards so i would want i want there to be longevity because i think one thing that i see a lot of is people talking about the the bubble and that we're in a that we're in a bubble and that things are going to crash and all this stuff and I just I don't see it that way um and I think that's just me being more optimistic I think the industry people in the industry I think they I, I honestly I think that the people who have these opinions too are underestimating what they're 
they're underestimating their uh, influence because people, even though the sports card industry right now, like honestly, if we're comparing how many cards were produced during the junk wax era to now, like there were millions and millions and millions and millions of cards produced during the junk the junk wax era. Like we're not at that point. Sure, maybe if we if they continue to increase the print runs, we could get to a point where it's like we're in a similar boat where. I mean, or maybe you look at it and you say, well, yeah, we're not in the millions and millions of the tops, the regular base tops product, but like we're in the millions of other products, which I don't, I, you know, that's something that I guess you could, I, you could, I could see an argument being made from that standpoint of like maybe you're not looking at the tops base, but you're looking at all the products that tops makes. And I, I guess that's one argument, I guess. But I'm like I said, if you're listening to this podcast, there's just I'm optimistic enough about where I think the industry can go that eventually there will be, eventually there's going to be products and there's going to be, I guess invent not inventions but innovations within the industry. And I think Starstock is is one that I think they were. I'm not exactly sure. I think I want to go back and maybe look more in depth on how they built this platform, but. I think they built the platform as well as you can. They built the platform and the company, obviously, as well as you can in such a short period of time. Like, it, it, it's it's kind of like, and I feel like almost SGC, who's been around for forever, but I feel like SGC almost m- missed the boat here on this opportunity where they could have been like, they could have been probably the star stock of grading card companies. Like, I feel like if they had maybe slowed things down, maybe they went a little bit too fast, I guess. I, I think that's maybe one of the main issues is that they the, – the it's and it's odd to say, but I think that their marketing strategy worked so well that that was their they, – they hit the perfect storm. And I don't think – like I think there, there may be people who don't believe SGC will be a company – or that they won't be around or they won't be popular. I think they still will because, yes, even though right now what they've done isn't ideal, like where they kind of promoted that the, that their turnaround times were going to be quicker and that they were going to have sort of some of this stuff where, I mean, the the I think that was their main issue. They really hit on a pain point in the hobby that was one of the biggest issues within sports card grading. And they said that they were going to fix it, and then they weren't ready to fix it because I'm guessing they probably just weren't prepared for what the demand actually was going to become because clearly there is a very significant demand for for people who want to grade cards and who want to grade them quicker for the same amount for either the same amount or a little bit cheaper because as PSA keeps raising their prices it's going to lead to opportunities where you know if PSA ever gets to a point where they have to charge $100 for a 20 day service that's going to be another opportunity and i think all like i said although SGC kind of didn't maybe do it as correctly they didn't really do it to the best or they didn't really have the best strategy at least. I think that there's going to continue to be these opportunities because like I said, I think PSA is going to keep raising their prices and I think that turnaround times are still going to be pretty slow. So, you know, I think they're they're definitely going to have to 
prove to everybody that what they said wasn't or what they said last time isn't what's going to happen this time too because I think that's one going to be the one of the main issues when it comes to what collectors or collectors opinions on SGC because you know I think that they had a opportunity here to to sort of do something similar and maybe even raise money like I don't know I think I think that if someone were to come in and potentially were to run things a little bit differently and that's not to say that they weren't run well I just think that like I said the, the marketing strategy they had I think worked too well for what they had and what they were preparing for and like I said, it is, it's sort of an odd thing. It's an odd concept that a marketing strategy could work so well that you weren't ready. But I think, I don't know, I just think that there are a lot of people in this last year that weren't expecting the hobby to do what it did. And I think that they, they saw the opportunity to either start a business or to make some money. And it just came down to the fact that they didn't even, they didn't even know what they were getting themselves into. Like they didn't even think that they thought that they would they they thought that they would hit capacity at like some mark and they tripled the mark so i just keep looking at the sports card industry as a whole with optimism that i think that even anybody can come in and i mean it's the thing with sports cards like i think if you want to make money in sports cards i think that there are tons of opportunities and if you want to take one of these opportunities and turn it into a business for yourself where maybe you aren't just buying and selling, maybe you're making content or maybe um, you start some sort of – you start a group sub or you do – there's a ton of different things that realistically you have the opportunity to do if you want to get involved in sports cards. And I think the fact that we've seen the PSA, uh, the PSA deal and the fact that we saw the – this. Uh, the this money that was raised by Starstock, I think it shows that we are still in the early stages of what the hobby could be, and that the, it's not too late. And maybe that's something where I don't think anybody listening to this podcast really is someone who thinks that it's too late to get involved with sports cards. Like at this point, if you're listening, or maybe you are new, and maybe this is maybe this is your first time listening to the podcast. Maybe I'm underestimating people listening to the podcast that are new. But either way, I think, like I said, I don't think it's too late, and I think that there's still a ton of opportunity for anybody who wants to get involved. Um, and that's all I've got for today's episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for going to follow on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, all those good places. Thank you all, and I will see you in the next episode.